What's going on, everybody, and welcome back to the third episode of the Corner of Gray Street podcast. Third time's the charm, and I'm Bruce. I'm joined here by Nolan. What's up, dude? Hello, Bruce. How's it going? All good, man. Well, shout out to you for uh, doing a lot of the the legwork and prep work uh, for this episode. Saved me as I was at a bachelor party in Nashville, so got to... uh, Oh, Listen to all the shows this weekend as I was flying back from from Nash Vegas. So appreciate the help. Oh, absolutely, dude. I'm sure that was uh, quite the wild ride for you. It was. It was. I'm I'm glad to be back home. But shout out to the Bachelor crew. Tyler uh, had an absolute blast, my man. Thanks for listening too, by the way. <laughs> yeah, congratulations, Tyler. Love you. Hot. He knows what that means. <laughs> All, and all those other guys, because I know some, if not most of them. Yes. So yeah, let's get going with show number three. Uh, we're going to take you through everything that happened last week, uh, continue our segment today in DMB history, and talk about a few older Hartford and Mansfield shows and play highlights throughout. So we're going to start with the Dave Matthews Beach Bash, held at the Mix Beach House in Cape Cod, Massachusetts. This was a uh, private show where attendees were winners of various radio contests. It looked awesome. Uh, shout out to Robert Rob Stevenson, Dave's vocal coach, for live streaming it on Instagram. That was yeah an all-time move by Rob. Yeah, it was. It was pretty cool. I mean, I think we both got notifications that uh, Rob had started a live video, and we obviously knew that the show was going on. And um, I'm not sure if we watched it live, but we both got to catch some of the songs later on. Um, and the set looked pretty cool. I mean, anytime there's a Dave Solo show, he can play just about anything in that. And just because it's, you know, unique and that sort of situation, I'm game for just about anything there. Absolutely. And I, I thought his voice sounded great. I know last week we were saying it sounded maybe a little tired from from his busy week, but... He, he sounded money. Yeah, he really did. And um, there are actually a couple songs in here. Well, at least one song that I'd like to see return and maybe even Dave Solo, which if they wanted to give a little full band treatment to this song, that'd be fine because I don't think they've ever done it. Little Red Bird there in the two slot. I think that's pretty cool. It would be cool to see it show up at a DMB show. I like that little song. Yeah, give me that little E1 action. Amen to that. Um, so he did that on, I believe that was Monday. And then the next night they went over, him and Tim went over to C-Mac in Canandaigua and burned the house down there. I mean, they played 26 songs, I think, just killing it. Stone, best of what's around run there. First time Fool to Think has shown up at C-Mac and they've been there. I mean, I don't know how many times Dave and Tim have played there, four or five. And the band played there back in the day. Um Ain't It Funny How Time Slips Away uh, for the first time. And a nice little encore there with Funny How Time Slips Away, Graves and Ants. Unfortunately, there's no audio tape of this one, so we don't really have anything that may be a highlight. But just looking at the set, it looks great. Um, heard from a couple people that were there. Great show, as always. Um, crowd gets a little rowdy, as always. Um, but... Overall, looks pretty solid, and you know, I wish we could hear it. You know, hopefully, if there was a taper, um, shout out to the tapers, by the way, uh, that it'll pop up eventually, and we can hear this show. Other than that, they moved on. I think again the very next night to Bethel in beautiful Bethel, New York, at the Bethel Woods Center for the Arts, and that is a gorgeous venue. It kind of reminds me a little bit of Blossom with their full wood situation there and this is kind of near the site of the original woodstock i believe nolan there's not a lot to say here about this show you know i listened to most of it and there were 10 songs repeated from camden night two uh the very a very similar ending run that we kind of talked about ad nauseum last week so i don't think we need to do that again but you know stone grace is gone there's sugar will again um, and then the exact same encore as uh, Canon Night 2, Billy's and Watchtower, which, you know, that's fun. But um, I'm sure if you went to both shows, you were a little, you know, disappointed that you saw a very, very similar show. You know, 10 out of the 20 songs were 
the same from the previous full band show, but still some highlights in there. Yeah, I mean, once again, Stone, Grace, and Sugar Will still in the rotation, which we've been calling for, and the Dave Matthews gods delivered. So that's nice. Yes. Really happy those are sticking around. Absolutely. And for those of you sleeping on the stone right now, don't. Go listen to what Jeff Coffin has been doing with it. He's he's kind of channeling his inner Leroy Moore uh, recently and is doing some beautiful stuff throughout the entire song as well. Not just the solo end. He's throwing in a little ad-lib stuff during the middle of the song as well. So check out every stone you can. And again, thank you guys for uh, bringing that back because... <laughs> I've been wanting it. I feel like I've been chasing it full band for a while. Um, I don't know if I've seen it electric, full band electric in oh, six, seven years. I saw it acoustic a couple of times. And to tease, I'm going to go ahead and tease next week's show a little bit. There's going to be some more Jeff Stone coming your way from an historic DMB show that we were actually at. So stay tuned next week for, for more Jeff on Stone. Wow. What you're dangling the carrot out in front of the fans here. Wow, that is, mm-hmm. that well, is an it's a little epic, treat for them. epic lead. Yes, it will be. But yeah, so we move on to Mansfield, which was on Friday night and was the second of the SiriusXM concert, Friday night concert series live streams. I did not get to listen to this live. I was actually at the uh, Fish Show in Charlotte, which was epic, by the way. But as all the eye rollers are rolling... Um, we'll just talk about DMB and save the fish stuff for another podcast. Thank God. Um, Mansfield, it looked, get out of here. It, uh, you know, had eight songs that were just played there in Bethel. Um, there was a, that girl is you opener. I think if it's going to be played, it's okay as an opener. I think it works well as the music kind of builds up and, uh, the band kind of comes in. Dave's loving it. So it's going to get played. Um, and then we've got a little pig in there. Stand Up comes back for the first time since Nashville, I believe. Mm. I thought that one may have bit the dust, you know? I think it kind of seemed like that may have been one of the songs that uh, just kind of was going to fall out. But it is it is what it is. They do a good job with it, at least. The ending is pretty cool. I think we kind of agreed with that. Don't necessarily like the full song, but there's some good musical parts to it in there. My dog just caught a fly and ate it. That was amazing. Sorry for the listeners. <laughs> it's more of a visual. He's laying down, and a fly flew by, and he just caught it and ate it. It was amazing. Good boy. Good catch, Bo. Anyways. Another, yeah, another thing that um, had some amazing stuff in it is this uh, mid-set seek up that popped in, and it's 19 minutes long. And, I mean, you know, speaking of fish, 19-minute fish songs, pretty good. Sometimes 19-minute DMB songs may be dragging on for a little bit too much, um, especially when it when it took seven minutes until Dave begins to sing the song. And I love me some Seek Up intros, but not to be nitpicky, but I think it's gotten a little long with this lineup, at least. You know, the whole Jeff and Rashawn duel that they've got going on just gets a little bit too much. I think they crescendo for too long. Um Everything building up to it, I think, is very good when they're staying in the lower registers and not just uh, blaring high notes at each other. I think that all that, it sounded good for a while, but um, maybe tone that one down just a hair, just to be, you know, like we said, nitpicky. But rest of the song, totally killer. Um, There's some Buddy, Fonz, Carter, and Tim stuff in the outro that is absolutely superb. I think that... um, you guys should definitely actually I think we're going to treat you to a little bit of that here in just a second. Um, but getting, you know, talking a little bit more about Seek Up, Nolan, I don't know if you got to listen to this version, but, you know, Buddy leads in right after the song kind of trails out. And then Dave does his typical wailing in there and it just doesn't pack the same punch, you know, missing the violin build up to the Dave Whale, which I think is a, you know, a Dave Matthews band staple. I did not get a chance to listen to this version, um, but I've seen it we've twice in the past year and uh, actually saw it last year in Chicago uh, at my bachelor party. So shout out again to, uh, yes. to to the bachelor party crew. Yeah, the intro is, is very long. I'd still take 
literally anything that DMB does over fish. So give me a seek up 19 minute version any day of the week, but we'll um, save that you guys date for another. Just haven't noticed yet. Nolan has absolutely horrible taste in good music. At least um, at his wedding, he played smooth rider as they walked out of the uh, walk down the aisle. Lies. <laughs> Lies. Um, I wanted to highlight out on, and this is probably going to be an absurdly unpopular opinion. I wouldn't mind actually if Dave stopped doing his little wailing, yelling, whatever portion of it. Um, he's kind of struggled with it here for the last few years. Now without the violin build up, it kind of loses its luster. I don't think it's really necessary anymore. There's a lot of good musical stuff happening at the end of the song that I would honestly rather continue and not be broken up by um, Dave struggling. Uh, it just doesn't have the same feeling as it did in the early 2000s and everything. Um, and that's fine. Like, it's not a big deal. Um, I would rather Dave save his voice for the rest of the show than try to do something that it doesn't seem like he's his voice is very comfortable with and just kind of let the band kick ass as they did uh, on this outro. Next up, we get Sugar Will, then Don't Drink the Water, segues into Grace is Gone, which segues into Ants. That is quite the way to end the main set. And oh, yeah. Gosh, I love Grace is Gone. It is a song that I am still chasing full band, and it just drives me what? nuts. What? I've seen it, Dave and Tim. So I, I've been to several shows where it's gotten cut, and I don't understand that. But, <laughs> oh, God, it <laughs> drives me nuts. But anyways, maybe one day. Then we got a three-song encore, which is a little more uncommon these days. You know, Why I Am, You and Me, and Gray Street. Interesting. I like the three-song encore, but I don't know. Gray Street isn't our favorite closer. We'd rather hear that in, in the main set. What do you think, Bruce? Yeah, yeah, I agree. I think I've seen it a couple times as a closer, main set, or show closer, and I don't know. It's um, it's not as bad. I guess it's not as bad, really, as we think. Um, no, no. And we always do dance to it when it does happen. But uh, yeah, it's um, kind of a unique little encore there, little three songs. But um, I think that's about enough for Mansfield. You've, you've gotten enough of our attention. We can move on to the other Xfinity Center, two Xfinity Centers here in a row, to good old Shart. I mean, excuse me, Hartford, Connecticut. I. Freudian slip, maybe. Oh, oh, Hartford! <laughs> wow, this is a. I have been to a show here, and uh, I'm sorry. Yeah, I've I've been to one show in Hartford, and that will be the only show in Hartford. Okay, will not be you going back. Been there, done that. Yep, it was fine. But yeah, we start out with a 41 opener, which is always a great way to start. Ooh, oh yeah, just kind of. Easy right in. Easy right in. And then they've been loving the early so much to say into anyone seeing the bridge into too much, uh, which we are big fans of. And then they hit you with the tour debut. And that's right. You guessed it is another song that we've been calling for on the corner of Gray Street podcast. And that song is You Never Know. Oh, yes. I think we mentioned it in our first episode. And then we played some of it last week from our um, 2003 show. And here it is. Boom. What a lovely, lovely song to have. Especially, I really like it early in the set. Just kind of as the sun is setting. It's just one of those perfect songs for uh, right around that 8.30,45-ish time slot. And boom, there it is. Tour debut. Love it. Play it. Play it uh, every time we go to a show. Charlotte, yes. please. That was actually the first and only time I've seen You Never Know in Charlotte. So would love to see that again. Personally, I think it is the best song Dave has written since the Lily White Sessions. It is a beautiful song, and everyone really shines on it. Yes. Yeah, absolutely. And um, I think we've talked about this before, but it's... Uh, Beautiful to hear Dave's guitar so clearly these days, especially on a song like this that I think, you know, he was getting drowned out a few years ago. And I think they've got this song really, really down um, with the sound levels and everything where you've got 
Jeff's perfectly in the background. You've got Dave's guitar, a little bit of Tim. You've got some Buddy in there, Stefan and Carter locking it down. I mean, this is a tremendous version. And I think that uh, if you listen for Jeff and Carter, there's some nice little fills throughout the song that uh, may not stand out on a just a regular listen. But if you listen intently on a revisit of the show, please do. Just notice some of those. I mean, they are absolutely money. And I think what we should do is I'd love to play some of those fills, but they're only like, you know, two or three seconds in there interspersed. So what we'll do is we're just going to play Jeff solo here at the end of the song, much like we did Leroy's. Um, and again, you're welcome for talking about this song and for getting it played here in beautiful Hartford, Connecticut. And here's the end of You Never Know. You Never Know tour debut back in the mix for the summer tour. I wouldn't mind if that moved into the opener slot. That is a great way to start the show. Jeff destroyed that just like he did So Right, followed up by another tour debut, Seven. Mm -hmm. So moving on. Yeah, always fun to dance to at least. Yeah, there's actually a really cool Copper Pot video that he put out this week. Shout out to Copper Pot. The guy yes. is Sup, Jason. a magician. Very cool version of Dave and Tim goofing around uh, with Seven at a show back in 2010. Check that out. But ne next up, uh, Jimmy Thing. Bruce, I know you have some thoughts mm -hmm. on this. Yeah, I do. I thought there were a couple of interesting things here. Uh, Buddy and Tim call and response here, or whatever you want to call it. Um, I thought it was pretty good. It was like a little mid-song jam um, in place of the old violin part. I know they've been doing this, but this one kind of particularly caught my ear. Um, Rashawn is also throwing in some, I think some wah effects there on his trumpet that are very subtle. It's not full on wah, but they're, um, it, you know, kind of drowns it a little bit, muddies it a little bit. And it's been keeping him kind of in the lower registers for most of his solos, which I think I, and a lot of people actually enjoy more, even though the crowd goes absolutely crazy when he, um, hits the high notes, which I was a trumpet player. So I understand he wants to show that off and it's very difficult to do and all that. Um, but it doesn't necessarily translate well into the music for me. Um, but he's been doing some very nice, uh, more subtle solos before he reaches those registers. And I think they've been good. Um, and you know, you're at a concert artists want the crowd to go nuts. So understand it. But I think Nolan really Jimmy thing needs to, like we said, it needs to move slots, get away from the end of the shows, open a show. And you know what I want? I want Stefan freaking Lassard to solo on it. They talk about how, you know, Dave talks about how everyone gets involved and everyone gets to shine. But, you know, Fonz shines, but people don't notice that he shines unless you really listen. And he's an underrated bassist, in my opinion. And I want him to be featured more. Um, of course, he does those Watchtower and Crush solos and lead-ins all the time. Uh, but I'd like to see a little bit of a slap at a baseman from Mr. Stefan. Yeah, Fonz always brings his A-game and is so underrated. 
he always kills it. And talking about you know him soloing in the Watchtower and Crush uh, intros in Mansfield, uh, he actually teased another song that we have been clamoring for, Sweet Up and Down. He teased that oh, yeah. in the Crush intro. So I don't know. Maybe maybe there's another song that's going to come back that we've been talking about for a couple weeks now. Wow. Maybe Stefan is the one that's been listening. Stefan, are you listening? I, that would not surprise me at all. Hey, Stefan. If so, we'll, we'd love to have you on. Stefan, will you join our podcast for a guest spot? Be awesome. Please DM us. <laughs> Going back to Hartford, I'll say it again. We got to we got to get Jimmy in that opener slot. Needs to happen. And you know what? It's going to happen. It will yes. it will happen. After Jimmy, we got a we got a cornbread. Uh, and we're actually going to touch on that and the evolution of cornbread a little bit later. And then an all-time classic, Typical, which they have been on fire playing this song this summer. Oh, yeah. This summer and last summer, it was... Um, I actually got to listen to the Rhino's Choice vinyl this week uh, or this past week. And it was beautiful in that um, Buddy is providing some great stuff in the background. Um, and I actually wanted to insert a little clip of the intro here because buddy is doing some nice little layering in the background mixed with some uh the aforementioned stefan lassard bass to create this little it's a beautiful space for jeff to solo over and he doesn't have to you know it's not all these rapid fire notes it's just really really nice and it's a, that's the kind of stuff that i wish they do a little bit more and could do longer um so let's listen to that and then we'll move on to a fantastic end to the show. There's no doubt that it's a typical situation that Jeff absolutely owned this show. Um, seems to be a common theme, and he does it again. Also Carter, so go back and listen to the outro as well. We're not going to put it in here, but you can go do your own homework. And then uh, next we've got a song that Jane likes, which is a fantastic spot for it, right before uh, the final song of the set, huh? And this is the kind of end run that we're talking about needing at shows that uh is a nice change up from the past couple nights we love seeing some some variety from dave main set ends with rapunzel and then you get your two-step into halloween encore oh yeah always a crowd favorite mm -hmm. one of our favorites as well oh yeah i mean i dare anyone to complain about that actually i'm going to um you know what i'd love to see I was just uh, kind of re-listening to Gorge O2 this weekend, and um, it's a recording that I have and probably maybe not should have. I'm not, I don't know. Well, that's neither here nor there. But um, And so Dave does a couple solo things, like a 40 T's into Gravedigger, Cry Freedom, um, Dave and Roy Long Black Veil, Dave Carter Stefan Halloween. Um, I'd like to see... E1 be a little Dave Solo. Like we talked about that little red bird. I'd like to see Cry Freedom come back. Um, I mean, it would be, that'd be awesome. If, if you inserted one of those, if you insert a little Cry Freedom right before that two-step, because two-step starts with Dave by himself. Nowadays, um, let the band walk on as Dave's starting that. Oh, just, oh yeah. Let's, let's, let's get it crazy. Yeah, and going back to uh, Stefan Lassard on the bass guitar, he has a really nice intro here on this two-step. Uh, really enjoyed his playing Ooh. on this one. We've kind of waxed on and off about two-step recently, and yeah, we're just glad it's back. And Halloween is always, 
awesome no matter where it is in the set. Um, I think it's almost always a closer now, so I guess that doesn't really matter. Yeah, it's an interesting uh, segue, two-step into Halloween. Uh, I feel like the the intro has changed a little bit. Um, Maybe not not hearing the keys as much. Um, Definitely not hearing... A violin sound, uh, obviously. I think Dave Dave is singing it a little differently in parts too, um, but still always, always great to see and hear. And uh, fun fact: this was actually the first song I ever learned to play on guitar. So, oh, you went right into it then. I went right into it. Yeah, it uh, started teaching myself in high school and uh, early on in high school. And uh, at the time, Halloween was pretty much a uh, you know, a big time rarity for the band hardly mm-hmm. ever got played so i was obsessed with it still love it and uh love playing it on guitar to this day <laughs> so you just decided to kind of play it for yourself since dave wouldn't play it yeah someone needed to play it <laughs> i don't blame you <laughs> well anyways we're gonna move on here um but before we do I wanted to talk a little bit about something that we're going to introduce that's new uh, for the remainder of the summer tour. Um, if any of you guys or girls are going to any of the remainder of the shows out there uh, and y'all want to provide us with a brief uh, synopsis of your experience at the show or you know, mention any standout performances, et cetera, et cetera, please feel free to do so. Um, and what we'd like is a one or two paragraph like written review that you can email to us or a 60 second or less audio message um, which you can record and also email to us and either way just send those to graystreetpod at gmail.com and we may include them on the podcast because we'd like to get a little bit more you know personal with the shows as far as you know we're not at most of these and we'd like to hear from people on the ground at the shows and get a little bit more personal touch and you know just reading about them on the boards or anything isn't the same from, you know, hearing like an audio clip or someone emailing directly to us right after the show and talking about it. And we'd love to include it and, uh, you know, just do our work for us, basically. And shout out to the tapers. Uh, You guys do a great job and you've been getting it done for so long uh, over the years. Uh, It's it's just great that we have, uh, you know, tapes to listen to from old shows new shows and stuff that we can include on the podcast and uh you know since we've been talking about mansfield and hartford wanted to jump back to 2007 where i actually attended the mansfield night one and uh hartford night one shows i told you we we're going to talk about cornbread a little bit later the mansfield uh august 1st 2007 uh tour debut included a cornbread Dave solo in the E one spot. So again, we, that's kind of a theme of this episode too. Ooh. We love the E one Dave solo stuff. Oh yeah. Yeah. It's great. And then, and then Hartford night one, we see a mid set cornbread full band debut. So let's just, uh, let's see how this song has evolved. It's a, it's a crowd favorite. Everyone loves when Dave does his dancing in the middle. So we're going to go Dave Solo from August 1st, 2007. Take you into the full band debut from Hartford, August 4th, 2007. And then we're going to take you into the latest version of Cornbread, June 22nd, 2019. Let's take a listen. Running wild, all this song of the dark 
Oh, wow. I mean, well done, Nolan. That was a good idea. I really like that. Um, just seeing the evolution of stuff. I think we should do a full episode on evolution of songs at some point. But um, anyways, moving on. This is going to be our second installment of Today in DMB History. And I know that this date isn't the date yes. that you're listening to it, but it is the date that we are recording. And so it sort of quasi makes sense. Just go with it. Pretend that you're in a portal and back on the date, which is June 24th, back in the old year 2000. And it's night three of Deer Creek. And it was um, actually the show prior to Live Track 16 from Riverbend, which was a nice Live Tracks, by the way. Um, but we found this little show here. And man, it is. It's a rager. It's fire, Nolan. Um, I think we both kind of had the same takeaways. Yeah, I mean, every performance, uh, they're bringing it. They sound really good, and this is a show where Boyd shines in a big way. Uh, yes. Man, it, this really makes you miss Boyd and the violin sound. He did. Um, and last week, you know, we didn't really talk about it, um, but in the 03 show, he, um, he struggled a little bit. But this show, there's really none of that. <laughs> oh man yep well i think that's kind of why we just skipped over it but um yeah there's none of that here and just um they they kick it off with a bang if you open like they did here with best of what's around you know you're gonna get a kick-ass show boa's been a, a staple as an opener obviously for a long time it doesn't get much better than that you go Boa, and then you got that same slot of so much to say, and anyone seen the bridge into too much. Maybe they knew that we were going to play this show. <laughs> I don't know. Maybe we're maybe we're all just part of the Illuminati, and we're just running things. What? I don't know. I don't know. But uh, I'm I'm fine with it. Who knows? But Dave, going back to some of his uh, wailing, scatting, just general craziness uh, at the beginning of anyone seen the bridge. <laughs> being able to hear dave's guitar he just always sounds great oh yeah well then you might not like the uh intro to sweet up and down which came in at the fifth slot because everyone cut out during the intro except for carter i think everyone's uh for some reason everyone's instruments dropped it may have been due to the storms that they had in the area but uh there's a cool little 20 seconds or so that um it's just carter and he's being you know dirty as always and then all of a sudden boom dave and you can hear dave and roy come right back in crowd pops man it's um it's a cool little segment there and um just one of those things that happens it shows you just never know when it's going to happen and it's kind of cool to see yeah really cool moment and then for the crowd to react when everyone comes back in uh you know what it's such a good moment i think we should play it oh yeah let's let's do it song called Sweet Up and Down.
liberate this song, Dave. I know you want to do it. Fonz, I know you're listening. I know you want to do it. Do it in Charlotte. Uh, Speaking of songs that we haven't seen uh, in a while, Rhyme and Reason. Uh, Last played Seville Night 2. Bruce, I know you want to see this one. Yes, please. Um, I didn't even realize that it hadn't been played this summer. It's kind of one of those songs that falls off the radar. You don't really think about it too much. You know, we're all focused on pig and spoon and dreaming tree, stone, last stop, everything like that. And we forget about classic, awesome songs like Rhyme and Reason. And, you know, it's it's absent this summer. And, I, you know, I think it'll come back. It's um, kind of one of those songs that always eventually comes back and makes its way into a little bit of a rotation, especially if they bring up Joe Lawler or something like that. But, you know, hopefully that comes back. Um, and it was, this was a good version, by the way. Um, and speaking of good versions, Lie in Our Graves next. Boyd destroys it. This is why we miss Boyd. Um, you can listen to the crowd just absolutely love his solo time and time again um, during the three or four minutes that he goes and, you know, they kind of crescendo with him. You can hear the crowd just roar as Boyd is starting to um, get into it. And they really eat it up and feed off of his energy. And, um, yeah, I mean, I, we both miss, I know it's not coming back. Okay, everybody, it, it, he's not, you know, we won't have this again. But it's nice to relive it. And I think we both uh, can agree that um, we miss it. And this was one of the things that... Uh, made DMB who they were, especially in 2000. Oh, yeah, it's just such a unique sound, and I miss it. I'll be honest, I miss mm-hmm. it. I know Buddy, uh, in some, some songs, like Pig, uh, tries to kind of replace that sound with, with his own, but mm-hmm. it, it, it's not the same, and you know, seeing Boyd up there just going absolutely ham is, yeah. is something that we all miss. Exactly, and it's not really fair. You know, we... We're not comparing, and we're not trying to do that. But um, no, Nolan's right. It's something that is irreplaceable. And you know, you go back and listen to this Graves jam, and you know, you'll feel it again. So let's feel it again. Here you go.
That was Graves, followed up by Say Goodbye. Carter really uh, makes this intro his own here. Really good version. Dave nails it. Some good improv lyrics, probably due to the bad weather that night. But Bruce, I think, do we want to play some Carter? Yeah, I I think we do, because there's about a minute, minute and a half here where he is um, just destroying. And you'll hear Roy as well on the flute. But, um, you know, as the taper says that it was a stormy, windy, wet night in June, uh, the real storm was on stage with Carter Beaufort on the drums. Carter Beaufort on the drums. Shout out to our friend BK, BK Wappa. It's his favorite song. And uh, you know what? I think he probably deserves a shout out every show. So, Brendan. He, he will probably get one every show. Every show. Thanks. Thanks for listening, bud. Next up, JTR with Dan Myers guesting on sax. Dan Myers is from the band From Good Homes and was playing with Guster who opened for DMB at the show. He uh, guested one other time, uh, the 12-30-94 show, guested on True Reflections. You can't really hear him too well on this one, but... Uh, he didn't really have a solo or anything on JTR. It's just kind of the mimicking Roy, I believe, so I'm not really sure what they were going for there. I think if you're going to bring a guest on JTR, then hell, let's throw in a sax solo uh, for this guy. Um, but he's there. And then they played Crash Into Me next. And I love a little sax on Crash. The Live Track 7 version with uh, Paul McCandless from the Flectones is gorgeous. And this has some similar vibes to that. Um, I don't think that uh, Dan Myers, he doesn't play the soprano sax like uh, Paul did. But it's still a really nice solo. And I'd love if they introduce a little Jeff on Crash these days. But... um. I thought this was a standout part of the show. You've just got a little minute or so that uh, that Dan Myers uh, solos here, and I think we should play it. It's uh, it's beautiful and just really kind of works well with this song. I thought it always has.
great stuff from Dan Myers there on Crash. And uh, follows it up with Watchtower to close the set. A lot of good back and forth between he and Roy. Starting with Roy, uh, it's about a minute and a half of this jam. So let's take a listen. That was some good stuff there, too. Um, I used to love the sax solos on Watchtower. I thought that they were awesome when they brought it back down. It almost was a little bit jazzy, and then they'd bring back the aggression. Um, but, yeah, what a great encore here, by the way. And it is drive and drive out directly into Ants marching. And, I, I mean, that's just that's fire right there. I You know, a little E1 Dido, bring that back. I love the variety. You don't see that too much anymore. Um, I think back in the day, they used to segue in and out of drive and drive out into like stone or stove stone into uh, drive and drive out. It used to be kind of an encore staple back in the day. Um, but this one was great. Yeah. Gosh, let's bring back Dido too. add it to the list. We want Dido as well. <laughs> yes, please. Carter always kills that. That wraps up this show from June 24th, 2000. In our segment today in DMB history, be sure to uh, message us, email us, whatever. If there's a show that you know is on the horizon for, for like a throwback, hit us up. Let us know what you think. Absolutely. Um, we're always looking for any sort of ideas from the listeners. It's a tough job looking through the almanac and um, finding some shows to listen to. But um, Well, that's all we do, you know, though, we is just doing it. look through the almanac. That's all we do in this podcast. We just look at the almanac and read off of it. Didn't you know that, Bruce? Yeah. Yeah, that's um, that's our only point in life is to read through the almanac. Um, and more reading through the almanac shows that there are a couple more shows this week. And speaking of Deer Creek, the band returns to Deer Creek. Here we go. Night one, Friday. June 28th, Sirius XM Friday Night Concert Series, by the way. And um, night two on Saturday. I think that we're going to have an epic little weekend here, Nolan. Here we go. First 
I guess you could call Camden a big stop, but this is truly the band's first big, famous stop of the summer. Let's see what they bring. Yeah, in a two-night stand, I think we're going to see several treats. And you know what? I'm going to put my money on one of those being sweet up and down. You heard it here first. Oh, oh. wow. So you're going with the Fonz T's meaning something, huh? I am. And you know what? Shout out to at Freezing Cold Takes. Go ahead and and record this if you want. Come back to it. You can post it if I'm wrong. <laughs> I don't care. It's coming back. Oh, man, that would be awesome. Another Deer Creek sweet up and down. Hopefully the uh, storms stay away and we don't have another you know, entire band drop out in Carter. So actually, that, that might be cool. I like, I like Carter solos. Um, but yeah, so we've got a couple of Deer Creek shows this weekend. And then... Um, that's about it for this week. And then we move on next week. They get another busy week with Riverbend on the 2nd, Tinley Park up in uh, Chicago on the 3rd, and then we get up to Alpine. No show on July 4th this year, by the way. A little Alpine on Friday the 5th and Saturday the 6th. Man, that is a venue that I'd love to go to. Yeah, that'd be a cool one to check out. And uh, another one coming up after that. Mid July SPAC. I've never been. Oh. It's on my list. I know. I know. I know. I gotta go. Yeah. I will. Maybe one oh, day. I, I know. I wish. I hope we can uh, together at some point. That'd be awesome. But some real heavy hitters these next few weekends, um, which is great for us because we get the Sirius XM streams on the night ones of all these with Deer Creek, Alpine, and SPAC coming up. And uh, just a reminder again, everybody. I know a lot of you are going to these shows. Um, if you want to provide us with a written or audio message of your experience, um, you know, let us know if there are any standout performances, what the vibe is like at the shows. Please send us just a one or two paragraph written review or 60 second audio review, something to uh, graystreetpod at gmail.com. We'd love to get a feel for what it's like there at the shows because, I mean, Nolan. We're missing out, and we're kind of sad. We need some help. We do need some help, and we love hearing from the fans. You know, we've we've got one more show left on our docket, uh, Charlotte, July 19th. So, yeah, please feel free to send us whatever you want. Uh, Just don't make it too long because i got to edit this thing. (laughs) Just kidding. It's okay. Yeah, Um, have have mercy on this guy. Well, man, I think that just about wraps it up um do you have anything else left to say no just hit you with our shameless plugs for our social accounts ig at gray street pod twitter at gray street pod and we have a facebook page and be sure to subscribe to us on apple podcasts you can also find us on overcast spotify google play stitcher tune in and everywhere else you get your podcast from yes and please rate Please review. Um, and if you have something that you don't like about our show um, or about what we're saying or doing, please reach out to us. I mean, let us know. Email us, please, or reach out to us on some of our social media accounts. Um, we want to produce content that you guys are interested in and that you will enjoy. So, you know, writing a negative review without giving us any you know, constructive criticism or any ideas on how to improve the show it's not really effective and it doesn't do anybody any good. It's just, it just sits there and doesn't help us at all. Um, so, you know, positive stuff is great and we're fine with the negative stuff too. Just make sure that it's constructive to where we can improve from it because really this is all for you guys and that's what we're here for. Um, so once again, thank you guys for listening. Enjoy the shows this week up at Deer Creek. Y'all be safe and we can't wait to see you next week on the corner of Gray Street. Peace.
Hey music fans, we wanted to let you know about Music on the Mountain, a show that will feature Anders Osborne, Dogs in a Pile, and Saints and Liars. This show will be directly after the Divided Sky Foundation's fun run at 2 p.m. on Saturday, May 18th at the base of Akimo Mountain in Ludlow, Vermont. The show is presented by The Phoenix, a national nonprofit organization offering support to those in recovery and anyone impacted by substance use to celebrate recovery. If you're running in the Divided Sky Foundation's fund run, you'll be automatically registered for the show. It's a family-friendly event, and all proceeds from ticket sales and other donations benefit the Divided Sky Foundation. Visit Music on the Mountain, that's musiconthemtn.com, for more info and to get tickets. That's musiconthemtn.com. Hope you enjoy. Enjoy.